Hey, you're listening to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll learn why you're feeling so burnt out, some insights and hacks to get you along this entrepreneurial journey. I'm Kylie Yotel, former oil and gas manager, turned health coach, life coach, and business mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you and help them heal and recover from burnout. Welcome back to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Kali Ota. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the world of marketing and mental health. As entrepreneurs, we know the importance of marketing in our businesses, but it shouldn't come at the expense of our well-being. Okay, so join me as we explore specific strategies to market ourselves effectively while maintaining our mental health. Whether you're a powerhouse archetype, a promotion queen, a partner, or a perfectionist, I've got tips and insights tailored to your unique archetype. And if you don't know your archetype, go to burnoutarchetypequiz.com to get your results before or after we dive in. So get ready to take your marketing to new heights while prioritizing your mental health. Let's dive in. Number one, first and foremost, powerhouse archetype. And the reason why I put the powerhouse first is because one, she's way too busy to listen to all the other three. She wants to hit it and quit it and get out. So these are my driven, high achieving entrepreneurs. And again, she is characterized by her assertiveness. She is a leader. She's always selected to be a leader no matter where she goes. And It's because she has a desire to take charge and she's able to make independent decisions. And that's what people look for in a leader. And some of the industries that you'll find her in, right, that's this makes her productive for consulting, coaching, or project management. And this is because she has key strengths in leading and executing her own strategies. So marketing, talk to we're going to talk about marketing. She is a results-oriented marketer. So targeted advertising, right? Facebook or Google ads. And this allows her to analyze her target audience, their demographics, their interests, and their behaviors to create this precise ad targeting, which ensures that her message is going to reach the right people at the right time, right? She's looking for that quick hit. And another thing that she does is sales funnels. Powerhouses understand the importance of guiding their potential customers through a strategic sales funnel. They create a series of well-marked, well-crafted marketing touch points that nurture leads, build trust, and ultimately convert them into paying customers. And she leverages all, all of her data. So powerhouses rely on data to drive their marketing decisions. They utilize analytics tools to gather the insights about their audience preferences, behaviors, and purchasing patterns. And by analyzing this data, they can optimize their marketing strategies for maximum effectiveness. That's their goal. Effectiveness, effectiveness, effectiveness. So a real life example that I have, one of my clients, she is a coach and she invested in a high ticket summit model. So the, the package that she bought to learn the summit model was a high ticket offer. But this is what allowed her to scale and have her first six figure launch. I mean, trust me, she was doing good before this, but this took her to the next level. So what happened was the summit was free, free to join. Um, and this is how she grew her audience through cross-promotion because every guest on her summit had to cross-promote. And this allowed her to build her email list exponentially 
And, you know, by selling a low ticket offer on the back end of that summit, she had been selling high ticket for a long time. And this is what brought in the most of her money. But she was able to sell a low ticket offer. And then she brought them into her Ascension sales funnel to keep the upsell going. She was able to upsell them into her next level offer. Once they were done with that, then she sold them into a next. I tell you, the the funnel was very strategic, very long, but it was very good to catch the people who were ready to take the next level. And it was all auto magic, which you guys know that I love. So the other things that, um, well, that's all good. This archetype specifically needs to work on setting boundaries. They need to learn how to create clear start and stop times. And here's the catch. If you have a team, do not burn out your team. You are probably a powerhouse, right? Energetically, you go, go, go. And if you want to work, that's fine. But don't expect your team to invest that hard into your success. Because your your motto, work hard, play hard. So because of that, you know, well, the work hard. The play hard, sometimes not so much. So I want you to schedule a vacation after every big push launch. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate your wins. Don't just go from mountaintop to mountaintop. Like really take time to relax and celebrate, which I know it's hard for you. I get it. (laughs) And the other reason or how you can actually relax is effective delegation. You want to hire the people before you delegate, because this is important to you. You want to maintain the integrity of your business. That's just your personality. So you need to find people that match your work ethic. You are a workhorse, so you need to get people who understand that's how you are, but also um, you need to understand that you shouldn't overload them because they are your driving force. If your team starts to drop out, without that delegation, you're not going to be able to scale and reach the levels of success that you you know that you are capable of. You're just probably feeling burnt out now. Okay, so number two, my promoter popular archetype. These are the people who are super charismatic, social butterflies, and that's why I call them the popular archetype. Social butterflies, super creative, super intuitive, right? These people excel in networking and social social interactions, which is why they are good for event planning, public speaking, content creation, and other fields that involve something around creativity and social engagement. So what is good for this archetype is leveraging their charisma and their people skills to connect authentically with their target audience. So that being said, this marketing archetype is relationship-based marketing. So some of the ways that you can do that is create engaging and visually appealing content on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, real stories, TikTok. Having these like expressive ways of creating content for you is a way to regularly share valuable and relatable posts to your target audience and build a loyal following. Because people really resonate with you and your charismatic um, behaviors. So another thing that is good for you is finding another influencer that you can partner with. Right? Influencer partnerships are key. Brand partners are key for you. You can 
collaborate with um, other influencers or other industry leaders. Because you are charismatic, you like to seek out these people. You love to connect. You love to hobnob. So use that to your advantage. You want to connect with other industry leaders. Put yourself out there, especially with those who align with your own brand values. You guys will have this synergistic team of influential personalities, and you guys can reach a way wider audience. And by doing that, build trust because your audience trusts you because of your charisma. Their audience trusts them because of their charisma. And by endorsing each other, you're going to create an authentic relationship for the other person. And the good news is, for those of you who are both this specific archetype, you guys love promoting, you love bigging, built, you know, building these big groups and engaging with one another. So another thing that's really good for you is storytelling. You know, um, like, like creating personal narratives, like what was your personal story and relate that content to your audience and really connect with them on an emotional level. So by sharing your own experience, like vulnerability is your key here. Share your experiences, the ups, the downs, like BTS, BTS is so good. And like what you're doing behind the scenes as a human, your audience loves this kind of stuff. Um, and because you're not like, I have some perfectionists who are scared to show their back end, pun intended. So, you know, because you are an open book, this type of content creation is really good for you. Storytelling through your stories and letting people see behind the scenes is perfect for you. And, you know, another way is creating, you know, highlights that showcase client testimonials, like real life experience that clients have had in your circle. People see you and because you're highly charismatic, sometimes we're like, well, is she this charismatic behind the scenes? Having client testimonials that really establish your credibility and trust with your audience is super key for getting people to invest in you and your services, whatever you provide. And another thing that is really good for you and works in your favor is you're probably always on social media. So leverage that, you know, actively engage with your audience, respond to comments, you know, people who direct message you, people who comment on your story, direct message them back, create this conversation with your audience and, you know, if anyone inquires about your services, like, yeah, like just tell them I'm an open book because you are, that's your personality. It's like, I'm an open book. What do you want to know? Like selling doesn't have to be hard. Selling can be fun. And once we leverage your personality type, all of this is going to like work so much in your favor. It's insane. Um, and then by engaging with your audience, you're going to create the sense of community with them where you're creating a self and welcoming space and they're going to feel heard and valued and that's what's going to draw clients to you. Uh, so some ways that you can do collaborations with influencers, joint projects like a webinar, maybe podcast episode, podcast swaps. If you have your own podcast, co-created content is key, right? This allows both people to tap into each other's audience and create a win-win situation. So another thing, guest posts or interviews with industry leaders, like say you're in a niche, you're in the health coaching niche, um, get on someone's podcast, an industry leader, 
that also does that because you're going to be engaging with their audience. And because you are more charismatic, you'll be able to attract the bigger influencers to you just by being yourself. Like, don't get scared. Like, we're all people behind the scenes. So your your charisma will will draw these influencers to you. And um, it's going to strengthen connections within the industry. If you guys are, you know, podcast swapping, whatever, you guys have the same industry, like, collaboration is key for this specific archetype. How to avoid burnout. You have to learn how to manage your energy. You have to be mindful of your energy leaks and you have to allocate time for rest, self-care and rejuvenation. And also how to manage your ideas. Your energy and ideas are sometimes on this roller coaster, but you need to leverage it. Create a bunch of content when you have it. You know, just go on a real spree, record, batch record, when you're in the zone, when you're in the moment, that's when you're going to have your highest level of energy and having that high level of energy on screen, on camera is going to draw those people to you. But when you're out, you're out. I know because this is part of my archetype too. So you need to rest and repurpose when you don't have the energy to create banging content. High energy, create content, low energy, rest and repurpose. Um, Number two, avoid overwhelm by prioritizing tasks and learning how to delegate. You have so many ideas. It's so hard to keep up with you. You probably lost a couple of VAs along the way, even if you tried to hire, because you have so many ideas churning in your head. Sometimes, a lot of times, virtual assistants are a more supportive archetype, more the philanthropist archetype. So they really crave stability and like status quo, they love, you know, checklists and things. So your archetype kind of scares them, but you don't have to, you know, worry about that. Allow your person that you delegate to, to kind of create that cocoon of safety for you so that it feels safe for them. And it might feel like a straitjacket for you in the beginning, but it's really nice because I have someone on my team, like I will verbally vomit like all of these ideas, which sometimes is not fair, but she enjoys it. I I've asked her, you know, she enjoys it and I'll verbally vomit. She gets to know me. And um, over the time that we've worked together, she's able to just grab what I've said. and be like, you say this a lot. So maybe we should include this kind of content on the podcast, whatever, you know? So that's that's a really good thing is finding someone who can support you, can support all your so-called craziness is you need someone to hold you and hold you in and hold those ideas for you so that you can keep generating them. And remember, you cannot do all the things. You are the idea generator. And sometimes you have to... Um, choose one of the idea babies over the other you just have to choose sorry so never lose your authenticity that's the key for your brand for this archetype never lose your authenticity and stay aligned with your personal values uh, because when you try to copy other people you lose that vibe that energy and it just feels out of place your audience can feel it you'll feel it you will get into the slump and you'll be like, what happened? Why do I hate my business? 
So you really need to remember, like never use your authenticity, tap into your ability to be vulnerable on screen and just, just go with it. Leverage that creativity. Embrace your creativity. You have unique approaches. You have innovative ideas. And this is what's going to make you stand out and make a lasting impact. So if something sparks your interest, if you see a trending audio, do it now. Do it in the moment. And like, like put on some lipstick. I don't know. Tie your hair back. Make, make yourself look cute real quick. Like change your shirt. But do it now. Do it in the vibe. Do it in that energy. Because um, you honestly don't create good content when it's not hot off the press plain and simple. Um, So that brings us to the philanthropist or the partner archetype. So some of the characteristics of this archetype is the appreciation for stability, a sense of purpose, and promoting balance and harmony in your work. So because of this, you like to be in the health and wellness industry or some kind of sustainable living, you know, maybe a composting blog, something like that. And the key purpose that you like to be with is promoting balance, harmony, and well-being. Whether it's personal well-being like or well-being of the planet, that is your gem. So your type of marketing for mental health is community-oriented marketing, meaning, you know, your way of creating customers is to create a community around something. So whether it is composting, if just to use that example, you would create possibly a Facebook group or some kind of group that would nurture those relationships. And you would also nurture your relationships through email newsletters, sending out regular newsletters to your audience, sharing valuable content, maybe writing, you know, blogs, updates. And this is the part, right? exclusive offers just for your community. This prioritizes them and it also prioritizes the personalization and building up of relationships and you like to tailor the newsletters to cater to your subscribers interests and their needs it's uh, the community oriented marketing is something around a specific subject you're gathering a community around a specific interest or subject matter And because of this, you can create loyalty programs. So you can reward repeat customers for their ongoing support. So say, I don't know why I'm on this composting niche or whatever, but composting, say like if they buy worms from you, then, you know, you could give them some kind of discount. Or let's say you may collaborate with a specific worm vendor And how it's different from the other archetype is you would probably have a, you know, a community that you're probably a part of inside of their worm community. And because you're in their community, you know, you want to bring that community to your community. So what happens is you're going to have these concentric circles of this community collaborating with this community. And it's really, um, a collaborative experience, but collaboration of communities. And some of the ideas for like loyalty programs would be offering special discounts to, you know, people who read your newsletter, 
um, maybe exclusive perks, um, access to members only events, and something that, you know, fosters a sense of appreciation and connection around that community. And another good thing for you is in-person events and workshops. So it's, again, around the specific community or this idea, you're going to provide like-minded individuals a space to come together to learn, share their experiences, and foster meaningful connections. Because that's the jam. You have that supporting energy. You like to support people. And part of the way you're not going to burn out is having a lot of different one-to-one relationships upfront so you can preserve your energy. Um, so another way for building relationships, because that's another part of your jam. You like to build relationships with people. So you can regularly engage with your customers on different social media platforms, again, responding to comments, messages, and inquiries about your product. A lot of times I think you would probably have um, a branded content theme, like composting diva, right? That would be your handle versus your name. So it would be something around the subject matter. And, you know, you would respond to comments, messages, and inquiries around, you know, your subject matter. Uh, and another way that you can go the extra mile to, you know, promote the personal and attentive communication that you want to have with your clients is to build genuine connections and make your customers, clients, followers feel valued in that way. Um, and usually the supporting energy around the philanthropic archetype is the offers that you create are usually one-on-one -on -one personalized support and guidance to your clients. Meaning, you know, while you like the, the marketing, marketing and sales, two different things. How you market is you create a supportive community, like a Facebook group or some kind of container where it's, you know, a community-based effort, but because you desire that connection one-on-one -on -one with people, also you're probably more of an introvert type versus a popular archetype who likes being one-on-one -on -one with people, but they're usually more extroverted and the philanthropist is more introverted. So that's why one-on-one -on -one coaching, one-on-one -on -one consults, that's the kind of support that you like to offer to your clients because when you're one-on-one -on -one with them, it allows you to understand their specific needs and challenges, and you get to develop this deep sense of trust and connection with your clients. And that like that supportive energy is what you really love and crave, and like, you like it for yourself. So that's why you want to give it to your clients as well. So some ideas of how to really market would be like I said, Facebook group for the creative supporting community, like there's Patreon, where you can create a paid community, you know, people can be patrons and pay like a nominal fee, five or $10 a month to be part of this exclusive community, Mighty Networks, there's so many ways that you can create a community also outside of Facebook. Clubhouse, for instance, I know they say Clubhouse is dead, but I have a lot of friends who are still on Clubhouse. I'm in a lot of communities that are Clubhouse-based and also Telegram-based where it's just a group of us chatting about a specific topic. 
that we all, you know, have gathered around, one of them being Christian entrepreneurship. Uh, so um, another example for hosting events or workshops would be a retreat or wellness workshop, you know, and you can invite experts in, your participants will learn from these experts and connect with other like-minded individuals that attend the conference or the workshop, whatever it is. And that's how you can really foster a sense of community. Again, community is your jam. And if you don't want to do in-person, you can take those that same vibe and do a virtual webinar or some kind of online workshop on Zoom where it's the same aspect, but you just host it virtually. Maybe a summit, you know, where everyone shares their expertise, you know, and everyone will provide their individual expertise and insights on this particular subject matter that matters to your community. And events like these, whether in person or online, creates an experience for them to connect, ask questions, build relationships with both the host and the attendees, because that's what they want. Your your type of people love community. So again, that's those are the three. Last but not least, we have the perfectionist personality type. Okay. Now this is in a totally positive spin. Okay. Nothing negative about being a perfectionist because you're detail oriented, analytical, super meticulous. Right? If I want something done. Like, these are the people that you're going to call. <laughs> I mean, if you want something done, these are the people that you're going to call. And usually you'll find these types of archetypes in, like, the tech space, uh, data analysis, like, financial culture consultant. That would be this archetype. And this type of marketing personality is someone who is well-researched and informative, Content marketing is king for this person. And it's usually written content. Not saying that, you know, podcasting or YouTubing video marketing is not for these people, but they prefer to have all their ducks in a row and sometimes doing live video or even pre-recorded. So if they do pre-recorded, a lot of times this archetype will have a script so that they know exactly what to follow. They're not as intuitive as the popular archetype, and that's why they're actually on opposite sides of the wheel or quadrants. I call them wheels, but they're on opposite sides because they're they're complete opposite archetypes. Um, so a way that is good for them in content marketing is, or the purpose, I'm sorry, for them, in their content marketing and being well-researched and having that informative marketing piece, it, it showcases their expertise. As a perfectionist, they want to be seen as the expert. The one that's, I mean, that's why perfection matters so much to them because if they're not perfect, how can they be seen as an expert in their field? So expertise is really important to these archetypes. So some of the ways that you can do that are writing in-depth blog posts, white papers, something that explains complex concepts and provides practical solutions and actionable tips. You know, food bloggers, like, I don't know, sometimes those food bloggers, too much personal story, they're probably a different archetype. Because <laughs> if it was a perfectionist, it would be just, you know, maybe a picture of the recipe, perfectly created recipe with the recipe ingredients, 
and maybe a shopping list. Like that would be a perfectionist food blogger. No, no backstory required. So an example, a real life example, of one of these is I had a client who is a financial consultant and some of what she did was produce video tutorials, breaking down complex financial strategies. She even hosted a workshop explaining inflation. Like this was last year when inflation was a buzzword, like what's happening to our money? Like, are we just printing money and, you know, inflating our rate, inflating our debt? Like, well, I'm not the expert in this. She is, <laughs> but she hosted a workshop on inflation and it was a big hit because what she did was she broke it down into easy to understand steps, right? It was specific educational content so that the attendees could make an informed decision about what to do with their money based on, you know, this buzzword called inflation, having them understand it and breaking it down. And it positioned her to become a trusted resource in the money field. Especially when it comes to money, a lot of we need to have these types of people that we trust as a resource. So that's why, like I said, the informational blogging is really good for this archetype. Again, um, informational content being webinars or blog posts. You could be a summit guest, like a guest on someone else's summit, and you know, an expert, or you could be a guest on someone else's podcast or host a podcast that you are the you know, you are the subject matter expert of that, um, that info. So there's a lot of ways to demonstrate your expertise in content marketing. And another thing that they love is efficient marketing. So these are the people that streamline their processes using project management tools like Asana, ClickUp, um, whatever, and automation software like Zapier, or even if they have like an all-in-one software, like whatever is the easiest for them, to create some kind of standard template for common marketing tasks because it saves them time, money, and energy, and it ensures consistency. That's what they love above all else is efficiency and consistency. And these people, um, they understand the concept of delegating, you know, especially for non-core marketing tasks like graphic design, social media scheduling, it, like the stuff that doesn't have to do with their expertise, they're okay with outsourcing. But, um, well, one, because they understand that when they outsource these things, that allows them to focus on their high value activities that align with their expertise. So what they're doing is they're outsourcing everything else that does not fall under their zone of genius. But I'll just say I've worked with some perfectionists and, um, they really have a hard time delegating because they don't think anyone can do it as perfect as them. Or like what I tell them to do is just create a screen recording video, screen capture video, do that. Because um, a lot of the times, like if you're hiring an overseas virtual assistant, sometimes the things get lost in translation. So seeing it in real time on video and having you walk through your own process is the best. Because they can see how you do it, why you do it the way you do. Like, yeah, don't just explain that like, you go from A to C to D to D to D. Like having them understand why you make the decisions that you make 
and why you went from point A to point B when someone would have gone from A to C, whatever, you know, having them understand your thought process is really helpful. So that's where the videos help along with creating an SOP. But here's the thing, you can have them create all of your SOPs from that one video, right? So good. And again, the way for you to manage your mental health as a perfectionist archetype, just kind of manage that perfectionism. How do, how do you do that? You want set realistic goals, right? Set realistic goals or milestones for your marketing project. You know, you can set up from here to here is one avenue. Here's a milestone when we get here. Then we know we've met the mark and your inner critic can be like, we met the mark. Check. You know, um, so again, you want to focus on continuous improvement rather than striving for flawless execution. Some of my clients, when they come to me, they're like 100% perfectionist. And then as we continue to work together, their trust opens up. And I, I like to talk about the 80-20 rule. Sometimes you may not be there. I get it. What if? This, I will compromise with my clients. What if we did a 90-10? But with that extra 10%, how much more can you get done? How much more can you execute if you have that extra 10% to play with? Trying to get to 100% perfection every time is super hard. You know, there's a lot of time, money, and energy wasted in that last 10% getting everything perfect. So... That's why I advocate for the 80-20 rule. Uh, and then another way you can manage the expectations is having specific work hours and also dedicating specific hours for self-care. You know, it could be exercise, walking, sunshine, meditating, journaling, spending quality time with your loved ones, with your husband, your kids, whatever. When we hyper-focus on perfectionism, like we can get stuck in this loop like, I have to keep working until it's perfect. So my powerhouses and my impressionists are the ones that burn themselves out with the doing. The other archetypes, the philanthropist and um, the popular archetype, they're the ones that will burn themselves out more with people than the doing. Uh, the people pleasing, you have to really watch your boundaries as a philanthropist. I don't, I'm like, why am I going off on that tangent? Not sure. Somebody probably needed to hear that one. Um, when you prioritize your well-being over perfectionism, then this is what helps prevent burnout when you maintain a healthy work-life balance. And this is another thing you guys probably don't want to hear as a perfectionist is embracing imperfection, right? You have to acknowledge that mistakes and imperfections are part of real life. It's part of the learning process. And embracing this really, um, you know, it allows for opportunities and areas of improvement. And again, we can get there by setting realistic expectations, prioritizing tasks, prioritizing the key tasks that will allow you to really allocate time and resources according to your energy so you can avoid feeling overwhelmed, right? 
And how we avoid overwhelm is you break stuff down into smaller projects, larger tasks. If you try to tackle it all at once, you're not going to get it done. Get something larger, break it down into smaller subtasks, like say recording a podcast, for example. Hit record. No, like write an outline. Like, like there's a lot of other things to do to produce a podcast. So if you just say publish podcast episode, there's a lot that goes into this producing one episode. So you want to break them out into smaller tasks, record podcasts, download from Zoom, upload into Buzzsprout, you know, all those things, you know, you can check them off one at a time and you can manage your time and your energy better if you have them broken down into smaller tasks because like, I can get this done now and maybe I can't do all of it now, but the perfectionist in you and having the ability to check something off is going to make you feel better, less overwhelmed because you're actually checking things off the list. And I mean, as a perfectionist, most perfectionists are pretty good at time management, but the part that they may have trouble with is overscheduling themselves on their to-do list and not having enough time to rest and relax. So there you are. We've reached the end of all of the archetypes and we're, you know, created another fantastic episode of the Burnt Out Entrepreneur podcast. So we've covered a whole lot today about marketing for our mental health. But before we go, I want to recap and give you some takeaways so that like, if you hear nothing at all and you got to the end of this podcast and you're like, okay, give me the scoops, the quick and dirty. Here it is. Powerhouse. You are a direct and results-oriented marketer. So what you're going to do is utilize targeted advertising, strategic sales funnels, and read your data to really drive what you're going to do in your business. And as far as like how you manage your energy, you're going to leverage your assertiveness and your leadership qualities to market yourself effectively in the marketplace. That sounds so meta. Um, the promoter or popular archetype, you are going to have a relationship-based marketing tactic. So what you're going to do, the strategies you're going to employ is you're going to build a strong online presence through social media platforms. You're going to leverage influencer partnerships, and you're going to also get deeper into your storytelling. Tell them your why. Your type of audience really wants to know your why. And you're going to leverage all of this charisma, all of this vibe and your brilliant social skills. And you're going to be able to connect authentically with your target audience that way. You're going to reach out into the DMs. You're going to record stories and have people comment, do polls, show people behind the scenes because they want to get to know you, the real person behind the brand. A philanthropist or partner archetype. You guys are going to be using a community-oriented marketing strategy. And this means nurturing relationships through writing email newsletters based on specific subject matter. And then inside of those communities, whether it's your newsletter, Facebook group, whatever, you're going to create some kind of loyalty program to establish repeat customers and also create in-person or online events and workshops because what you want to do is create a synergistic community experience for your people. 
And in this way, you're going to be able to promote balance, harmony, and well-being while creating a supportive community for yourself and your constituents. Last but not least, perfectionist archetype, my producers, right? You love to produce. And what you're going to produce is a well-researched and informative marketing strategy. You're all about research. You're all about providing accurate information to your people. So utilizing that content marketing strategy, you're going to create in-depth blog posts, whatever your expertise is, ebooks, blog posts, stuff to teach your people how to do things, whether it's video tutorials, YouTube, uh, white papers even, like white papers slash e-white. And um, what you're going to focus on is really showcasing your knowledge and expertise while maintaining your propensity for meticulousness and data analytics in your marketing decisions. At the end of the day, that's what you want to see. What am I doing that's data-driven? Because you're a numbers person. You like to see the numbers. You like to see the analytics. And you want to know that your efforts are going towards something that is meaningful and is going to produce an ROI. <sighs> so thank you again for joining me and being a part of our incredible community here on the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. And I want you to remember, you know, you deserve success and happiness on your journey. And if you love today's episode and you want to keep the conversation going, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Kylie.Ota on Instagram. That's my main channel. And you can find me everywhere else with just Kylie Ota. So keep shining. Stay true to you prioritize your mental health while you're marketing while you're out here on these entrepreneurial streets and until next time take care of yourself remember that you are worthy of all the success in the world and i'm sending you so much love and positive vibes because you are amazing i'll see you next time